Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Building Sustainability. This is a bite-sized episode, so it's just a short 10-minute nugget of building sustainability. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Talene Josephson. I'm a Swedish-American architect and Passive House consultant registered at the U.S. Passive House Institute. And I'm Philippa Birchwood, and I'm an architect, well-accredited professional, and I am West Midlands Regional Rep for the UK Green Building Council. We both work together as sustainable design consultants, and we thought we would share what, what it is that made us want to be environmentally conscious architects. Originally, I didn't get into architecture because um, I realised the impact the built environment had on the planet. I got into architecture because I wanted to design homes for people, and I thought that was an honourable thing to do. That being said, I think I've always been a resourceful person and must have had the inclination to design with nature in mind as I selected a a third-year unit which specialised in symbiotic biomimetic design led by Dr Craig Martin. Um, We were asked to read a passage of Cradle to Cradle, Remaking the Way We Make Things, and City People Planet. And from that point onwards, I think my outlook shifted. And that was really cemented by a lecture from Greg Keefe, who shared the dreaded statistic on the projector screen that the built environment is responsible for 40% of global carbon emissions. I think from that point on, I couldn't really look back and the way that I designed completely shifted. Um, And that was sometimes to my detriment as other tutors didn't really understand my mindset. Um, But I was able to, in my sixth year, um, really explore my new means of designing um, because I was able to select my own brief and select my own client from the community. And of course, because I had you know, read these books. I wanted to work with a local community group called um, Action for Sustainable Living and I designed them a headquarters. 
And the title of my thesis project was War on Waste, Waste Space, Waste Talent and Waste Objects. And it demonstrated the parallels between the wartime effort um, and the sustainable action being made today in the face of the climate emergency. Well, I agree with you. I didn't start my, I guess, career in environmentally conscious architecture uh, from the beginning. Initially, I wanted to go into architecture because I was very inspired by my travels as a young person. Um, I spent a lot of time going back and forth between the US and Sweden and visiting other countries in Europe. The difference between the places and the differences in the culture was actually cemented and visualized through the architecture, uh, which is what inspired me, I think, to want to go into architecture in the first place, the ability to create a visualization of a culture and history that is cemented in a place. I started transitioning into wanting to be a sustainable architect when I realized that I didn't want to cause harm uh, to the environment, nor to the people around, uh, whether it be the direct uh, population, I guess, in the area of a particular building or uh, the people that are somewhere along the value chain, whether upstream or downstream, who feel the effects of a building, um, whether it be from the materials or otherwise. I guess my initial start in interest in sustainability and the environment actually came from spending that time in Sweden in the summers with my family. We used to spend the summers out on an island of Udost, which is on Sweden's west coast. And I was inspired by my grandma. She was always out in the woods, out in the ocean, loved nature, loved animals. And that carried on to myself. Um, I have this very strong connection and I feel the most calm and happy in natural settings. So when I realized later on that there was this huge degree of ecological destruction and waste production, I mean, it's hard to visualize as a, as a young person how that could possibly be connected to construction. But when I realized the impact, that made me want to uh, make a large change in how I would practice architecture. And that is kind of my motivating force it's we need to do better than not doing harm we need to do good in our design and was this something that you found out by yourself or is this something that you found out through education I, I you know you kind of get an inkling of the issues environmental issues when you're I guess in elementary school or when you're younger at school um one of them I guess probably the most relatable introductions to environmental destruction is learning about the rainforest and deforestation. And you can kind of, it's relatable to understand like the loss of life due to deforestation, but it's very hard to visualize environmental destruction on a massive level, I think, especially as a small child. So I think that was probably one of my main um, introductions to the concept I think that there is also a lack of transparency in the education and that we didn't properly understand how all of our actions are connected to the larger environment and actually the, how big the impact is. It's not, it's far more than just rainforest deforestation. It is everything is the oceans. It's our own backyard, for example, parks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd say from, from my point of view, um, obviously, whilst it was brilliant that there was this third year 
atelier or studio, however you want to call it, that was dedicated to biomimetic design. That was one of many. Um, and it, it seemed like it was a bit of a, a token gesture, really, in terms of the education side. And actually, should we not have these um, themes running throughout the whole of the university experience? Um, obviously, extending back through to secondary and primary school as well. I think you were, there, you were lucky that you actually had that in your school, uh, in your university courses for architecture, because I felt that was lacking in mine. Uh, I think that we only had three environmental design courses and they were kind of specialized. They were contained within themselves and didn't reach outside of those particular courses. So that that was an issue that wasn't ingrained in the rest of the education. Yeah, I definitely feel the same. And I'd be really interested to know your thoughts on looking back at younger Talene, um, what would you have told her to do during those times at university where you weren't getting that education that you wish you got what would you do now well because it wasn't really teacher-led in terms of the environmental aspect within the architectural curriculum when I was at my bachelor degree uh, I would probably have gone out on my own and kind of pursued the topic more uh, I mean because you, you do have a, a sense of freedom or you do have uh, a degree of freedom in your studio design, for example, whereas other other courses are more strict in terms of how far you can depart from the course curriculum. But for studio, I, I would have told myself to look beyond kind of just the form creation and design uh, and beauty aspects, but actually question what is the impact of the design and the, the environmental aspects as well as the social aspects, rather than just how beautiful is the form and does it make sense within the context. And there's now, you know, a big movement across, you know, universities, students are forming groups around this area. Um, so there's, there's a new ACAN group being formed, isn't there? Um, and generally um there's there's a bit more of an activist spirit brewing um in architecture and I think tutors are wanting to be upskilled obviously Scott um is doing a lot of good work through um the Andropocene Architecture School so I suppose if there was a takeaway what advice would you give to budding architects now um to prepare themselves for the future for budding architects, I would definitely say if if you feel, and I think we have some evidence that many schools don't include enough environmental uh, and sustainability questions or uh, topics integrated into the curriculum, then I would say not only should you question what's happening in the curriculum, question the professors and kind of pursue it on your own in when you do have freedom to decide a an assignment, but also get involved with those activist groups because they're popping up all over the UK, all over the world. Uh, as you mentioned, the Students uh, Architects Climate Action Network, which was actually grown out of the Architects Declare movement that started in 2019. There are so many ways to get involved, but also to make your voice heard and let people know that this is important to you uh, and make it part of your work. Yeah, I would definitely say to look beyond what your course offers you. Um, challenge um, your tutors and your courses to to 
basically consider these issues more but but also you know even myself I felt that um, there wasn't enough opportunity to get engaged with one on one to one scale projects and building so that was one thing that I did um, once I'd left university is the first thing I wanted to do is is go and do a hands-on project so went down to Dartmoor Arts and built a one-to-one scale collapsible pavilion out of sustainable larch so it's just take those opportunities before you start work to really push yourself um, because that is that is the opportunity to do it and I would say it's really upsetting to to figure out to, to understand that there is so little understanding and if if we don't upskill ourselves, um, then we we're not going to be we're not, not going to be fit for the future um, at this point. So we really need to take agency and upskill ourselves if if there's not the provision for others to help us. For more information on how you can get involved in environmental activism in the building industry and architecture, you can find more info at the Anthropocene Architecture School Instagram account as well as the architectscan.org website uh, where you can sign up for listservs and become part of the working groups as well as attend workshops and learning discussions. It'd be a pleasure to see you there. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.